You're listening to Red Leg Nation Radio, the official podcast of RedLegNation.com. Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is Bill Lack, and today we're really excited to be joined via phone today by the Reds' 2007 number one draft pick, Devin Mezzarocco. Devin, thanks very much for joining us here today. Oh, thanks for having me, Bill. Appreciate it. Devin, we all, you know, you're, you're well known as being from Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. How's your weather up there today? Uh, well, just like the groundhog said, it's winter. <laughs> I and, wasn't, uh, wasn't going to ask you about the groundhog. I wasn't going to bring that up because I'm sure you can hear <laughs> that all the time. Um, yeah. Okay, here's my question, though. Have you had enough winter? Are you ready to head to Arizona? Yeah, you know, I'm definitely ready. I'm chomping at the bit, actually. I'm uh, On Tuesday, I'm actually going to head down to Florida just to work out down there. And uh, from there, I'm going to fly out to Arizona, you know, just to get a head start on things down in Florida. Where are you going in Florida? you going to Sarasota to work out? or? Yeah, yeah, just back to Sarasota. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll split my time between Sarasota and Tampa and work out with my agent for a couple of days and with some other ball players down there in Sarasota. Alright. Devin, how old were you when you started playing baseball? Uh actually I have a picture right in front of me. I played started playing rec ball when I was four years old. Were you were you always a catcher? Tell you the truth, I I would play anywhere. Even even growing up, you know, wherever the team needed me, whether it was shortstop or center field or catcher, I would just play. Yeah. No matter where, I wasn't. I wasn't picky. Did Did you play any other sports while you were growing up? Yeah, I, you know, I always played all the sports. Actually, I ran a camp, and that's one of the things that I. It was a catcher's camp, and I really wanted to preach to the kids. You know, some people just say to focus on playing baseball, but I think you just got to go out and play all the sports because it helps develop, you know, different skills, secondary skills like you know, your footwork and your speed. and I played basketball, I mean, almost the whole way up through high school. And I played football four or five different years. So, yeah, I mean, I would play anything. I think I even played soccer when I was young. You signed with the Reds right out of high school, but I assume you probably had scholarship offers pending. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, signed with the University of Virginia in uh, Charlottesville. And... You know, tell you the truth, that's where I wanted to go all along. So it didn't take me too long to make the decision. And turns out, uh, looks like I signed with the right place. They're uh, number two ranked preseason team in Baseball America. So yeah, just and, wish them guys luck. And, and the guy that the, the the head of our blog here, Chad Dotson, is a, is a University of Virginia alum. So I, he he. In fact, I remember now that you were supposed to go there because he said it was bittersweet to him that Virginia lost out on you, but the Reds got you. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, I mean, part of the thing was, you know, just the academics that are outstanding, and that was a big draw for me and my family. Yeah. Um, when, when you were drafted, was there any consideration of, of going ahead and going to college, or did you know since you were drafted so high you were going to sign with the Reds? At the point of the draft, you know, I knew that I was going to go where, you know, it would have been tough to turn down sure. the the chance to play pro ball. So 
it, it was pretty much I knew that I was going to sign. When did you realize, in, 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 I assume, in, well, I know it was in high school, when in high school did you realize you had a chance to play pro ball? Uh, I'd say the first game of my senior year. You know, leading up to my senior year, my junior year I was a little banged up, and the summer of my junior year I was doing pretty good, but, you know, I still thought I was focusing on just getting a college scholarship, but... First game of my senior year, I think my first two at-bats, I had home runs, and there was about 20 scouts in the stands, and, you know, it was sort of, I guess, a sort of a coming-out moment for myself, and things just took off from there, and that's just, you know, it was a fairy tale, fairy tale year. You had, you had the arm surgery as a sophomore, is that right? Uh, it was the summer of my sophomore year, yeah. Yeah. So, so your junior year, you were still kind of recovering. Did Did it take as long as a catcher to recover from Tommy John as it does for a pitcher? Yeah, you know, I I don't know if how long. You know, they usually say about twelve months. I think I was throwing around eight or nine months in games and everything. But you know, there really wasn't any reason for us to really rush into things. Right. So we just took it easy and. Just made sure I was 100% healthy before I really jumped into it 100%. What, what was your What was your first thought when you found out you were going to be the number one pick? You know, it was just that's what I've been waiting for my whole life was a chance to play pro ball, and you know, I I was fortunate enough to be picked in the first round, and I was just you know speechless. It was just, you know, a crazy, crazy moment. On the day you were drafted, did you know the Reds were going to take you, or was there a chance someone else might take you? Uh, the day of the draft, we had a uh, high school playoff game. So I think we had the playoff game around 1, and the, the draft was like 3.30 or something, 3.30 or 4, something like that. And, you know, my my agent and my father were talking back and forth just, you know, seeing the teams who were coming into play and who was going out. And so, you know, he said, this team's in, this team's in. And none of that was about the Reds. I didn't know I was going to get picked by the Reds until about two minutes before the uh, the timer went off for the Reds. But I was was ecstatic whenever I found out. Did you grow up a Pirate fan? Yeah, I'd say I was, if I was any type of fan, I would have been a Pirate fan. You know, I... I was never a huge group for group for a certain team. I would just watch everybody in general, and you know I had my favorite players growing up, and I would just you know would keep tabs on them. But that was about it. Okay, uh, two things you've you've said have spurred me here. First thing is who were your who were your favorite players growing up? Uh, it, I always liked the catchers. My favorite catchers were uh, Pudge Rodriguez, just because at the time he was the best around. But I really like watching uh, Jason Kendall play for the Pirates just because of the way he played. And, you know, he would play all out. Play, he, I think one year he played like a – which, as a catcher, I know I played, I don't know, 100, not, not even 100 last year, but it was man. And that's just pretty special for him to be doing that. Yeah, you – yeah. Um, the other question I have to ask you is: When you signed your contract and you got that big check, what was the what? What did you buy yourself? What was the first thing you bought yourself? Uh, you know, I had 
before that, I had an old Jeep that was about to break down. So I had to go out and buy a new uh, SUV. I got a Lincoln Navigator. Oh, okay. You, so you, you didn't buy the required truck that usually that most of the guys buy, huh? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I had a couple choices, but I don't know. For some reason, I just liked that and went with it. Devin, bear with me on this next question because it takes a little while to get to my point. Um, All right. I've talked to a lot of guys over the years, and, and, and I've had some of them tell me that guys that are drafted real high, like yourself, that you guys have got it made because of the money you got and because higher draft picks are given more chances, and that they feel, and some guys seem to feel that the high picks don't have the pressure on them that, that, the, that, that, that the guys drafted lower in the draft do. And I can see some of this because high draft, because you guys don't have to worry about being cut. But it seems to me that guys in your position have a different kind of pressure on you. Do you do you feel that, or do you do you see that at all? You know, for me, it it comes down it's it's, it's baseball. You just got to go out and play up to the best of your abilities, and you know, do the best you can. For me, pressure would be going out and working a you know three to eleven job, trying to put money on the food or money trying to get money to put food on the table for your kids. That's pressure. Playing baseball, you know, it's just fun, and you go out and do the best you can. And uh, I know from my standpoint uh, about being a high-round pick, I try not to, you know, think about that at all. I just go out and do what I can and just try to mix in just with the rest of the guys. When, 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 do you look at the organization and, and see where you are in the organizational pecking order? Do you keep an eye on the other catchers in the organization, see what they're doing? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, more so just because they're my buddies than anything. It's not, I know if I play the way I can, I'm going to make it to the big leagues. Uh, you know, I might not get a chance to be a starter or whatever, but I know that I have the ability to make it there. And whatever happens from there, you know, it'll work itself out. It's just, you know, I check up on guys just because they're my, they're my buddies and I like to see how everybody's doing. What, what do you consider the strongest part of your game? Uh, right now I think defensively is this year I took a huge step forward and uh, just became a, you know, I really understood – how to uh, lead the pitching staff as far as calling the game and uh, just other things like that. And throwing-wise, I think I really did a lot better this year than what I had in the past. And, that, you know, it's a testament to the coaches in the Reds organization. Last year, I think Donnie Scott really helped me out. And this year with Joe Arell and uh, Tom Brown, we really built upon that. And, you know, it just, just I think it, I really – solidified that part of my game. What do you think is the biggest thing you need to work on to continue to advance up the up the ladder? Uh, you know, I think just offensively, there's it's always changing because the pitchers are always getting better uh, each level you get up. So, you know, there's some adjustments that I have made and coming up, and you know, I think they're starting to uh, starting to take take place where they should be. Things are starting to work themselves out and you know, I think it's really just a matter of time before things really start to click. Um 
I read in, a, in an article, I want to talk a little bit about 2000, year 2009 now. Um, I read an, an interview with, with Terry Reynolds the other day, and he said you started last year with a sore arm. Uh, was That didn't have anything to do with the, the Tommy John issue that you had in high school, did it? No, you know, that was just, going into spring training, I, I don't know if I was throwing too much or throwing too little or what, but the past two spring trainings, my arm has been just barking a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's not a huge deal. I just had to take four or five days off, and I, I guess I just didn't get to build it up, build up the arm strength to where I wanted. But uh, I tell you the truth, I don't think that really hindered too much of my throwing. I think more of it was just, you know, my accuracy was at the beginning of the year wasn't quite where I wanted to be. There was just some fine-tuning that I had to do to get it to the point that I wanted. In this article, Terry also said that you had a hand problem early last year. Well, that that, that was at the end of the year. My uh, my my wrist, actually, it was just, I took a swing and just felt some discomfort. And uh, You know, it, it wasn't a terrible injury. It was just whenever I would swing, there was just a little bit of, just a little bit of pain whenever I would roll my wrist over and, you know, I just couldn't get it couldn't get it out of there for the longest time and I ended up missing a month. But you know, I came back and was completely healthy and instructional ball out in Arizona. So, you know, that's that's completely in the past, no problems. Okay. Tell us about your, your O nine season. You spent your second summer in Sarasota counting your Gulf Coast League year. How tough it is it is it on a catcher to play all in that Sarasota heat all summer? You know, I, I think this past year was was nothing compared to the Gulf Coast. The, the Gulf Coast, <laughs> those noon games every day. Place you want to be, yeah. <laughs> noon on ninety five degree weather with hundred percent humidity. It, that ain't the that ain't the funnest game in the world. That's for sure. As far as I remember doing the game, I would I would be sweating so much that my shoes. It would be, uh, it'd be like stepping on water because my shoes were completely soaked. <laughs> I'd have to go through like a pair of spikes a week. It was, it wasn't good. And this past year, you know, seven o'clock games, and they would take it easy on us. They wouldn't put us out there too, too, too early where it was really, really hot. So it, it wasn't quite as bad, but it's still, it, it's, it's no uh, summer camp. That's for sure. Speaking of, how do you like those day camp games down there in Sarasota? The day games? The, yeah, the day those day camp the kids the games that all the oh, kids. Oh, 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 yeah, those games. <laughs> you know, everybody everybody always complains about them games just because all they do is play SpongeBob for real. They'll play SpongeBob <laughs> like four or five times throughout the game, and you just get sick of it. And the other part is, none of them kids are paying attention. They're all running around and stuff. Oh yeah. I was and at you, one of those a few there's years ago. There's five balls going in the stands, and, you know, it's just not a good idea, I don't think. Well, I've heard the best thing for you guys about those day camp games is they're over early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually whenever it's a day game, nobody it's, – it's different. You know, the pitchers, it's usually a quicker game is what I want to say. Yeah. So, so what were you happy with, and what were you unhappy with in two thousand nine for your personal performance? You know, I think 
defensively, I was really, really happy with the way things came along. And uh, unhappily, I mean, I think there's a whole list of things you could put down. I think my start was really, really the thing that upset me the most. You know, I was, I was beat up. I was ready to go this year. I thought I was going to have a good year. And, you know, I just started real, real slow. And part of it was, you know, I, tell the truth, I thought I hit the ball better this past year than what I did in Dayton. But it just didn't show up on the scorebook, you know. And, you know, I, some of the things I can't control, hitting line drives of guys and stuff like that. But, you know, the, the main thing that I was unhappy with was, you know, our record. We, we didn't end up faring too well in the first half or the second half. But, you know, I, hopefully next year we can rebound on that and win a lot more games. Yeah, I mean, you talk about your your, your batting stats and the you know and your OPS like was down a little bit, you know, twenty points over what it was in Dayton. But the Florida State League is generally considered a pitcher's league, so you know I I, I know what you know I and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, ask you a little bit more about this in a few minutes. But I have I'm a partial season ticket holder in Dayton, so I saw you quite a bit there, and I and I was in Sarasota for a week last summer and saw you play there. And you looked a lot more comfortable at the plate. You really looked like at the plate you had a better idea of what you were trying to do. No, well, no, definitely. That's, I think the main thing that I got accomplished at the plate this past year was I think my approach really really took a step forward as far as what pitches to swing at and what counts and, uh, you know, pitches that I know that I can drive, which that's what you want to do going up to the plate is get a pitch you can drive and, try to get in the gap and go from there. But I think that was the main thing that got better, especially as the year progressed. Uh, you know, first half wasn't so good, but at the time of my injury, I thought I was really swinging the bat well. And then I got injured, but, you know, I carried that over out in Arizona. So, you know, I'm just looking forward, forward to this year, hope to build on some of those things. You talk about driving the ball in Sarasota, you know, turning on the ball and driving it in the gaps. It seems like the ball in, in Sarasota seems to carry to left center. And one of the games I was there, you turned on a ball and hit it to left center field, and I think it's still going. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes, usually whenever I get a hold of one, it goes pretty far, but it's just a matter of getting a hold of them more often, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh now, now, Devin, last year was your third year in the organization, and you've climbed, a, you know, a level every year. Are are you on track where where you want to be in terms of your advancement in the organization? Yeah, no doubt. You know, I think going in, that's what we had in mind, and I think that's what the Reds had in mind was, you know, advance that level every year. I think uh, my first year, I spent a little time in extended spring, but I think it was a big. Uh, a big accomplishment just to get to Dayton in that first full season. And then now, you know, just take it a step at a time, and I think I'll be there right when I need to be. Let me let me ask you a question, and this is kind of an odd question, but is it frustrating at all for you to see guys that, that, that were drafted in your draft class move up faster in the organization? No, not at all. You know, guys – most of these guys are college guys, and, you know, just as an example, you know, guys like Zach Cozart and Todd Frazier, those guys 
have, uh, you know, they played three years of college, and they, they're, uh, I'd like to say that, you know, they're not catchers either. Catching-wise, I think, there you go. if you ask anybody, it takes it takes a little longer to figure things out unless you're Matt Weeders or somebody like that, you know, that mm-hmm. can just go out on the field and do your thing. Yeah, and, and I mean, and I think, and I think you're exactly right, and that's kind of where I was hoping you'd take this. And, and and the other thing people need to remember is you just turned 21 last summer in, in Sarasota, so you're still very young. Right. Oh yeah. So you, you said you uh, you did go to Instruct, so you spent a little bit of time in, in Goodyear. Tell us about the new facilities out there. Well, you know, it's it's an amazing place compared to where we came from. To there, I mean, it's night and day. Just the we have our own. Uh, the minor league has their own little kitchen and you know just everything is just completely nice two different two different clubhouses for the minor league all the lockers are wood but the old ones we used to have were like uh there's back from when the white Sox were still in sarasota and they were like little chicken coops everybody called them they weren't (laughs) they weren't very nice but you know these ones you know they're nicer than what the big league lockers were in sarasota so it's it's a great place to be and you know you really really want to go to the park when you wake up in the morning being there so so tell us what else, uh, tell us about your off-season regimen do you take some time off after the season and let your body recover and then start throwing and and, and things or do, or do you keep at it all year round no yeah you definitely got to take some time off it's it's a long season and you know you got to let your body recover a little bit i do that mostly by uh sitting out in the woods hunting in the deer stand and all that so i get i get plenty of time off for that with uh bow season and rifle season and muzzleloader season so that, taking time off that's not not too much of a problem when you but, start when you start getting ready again what 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 do you do do running and throwing and lifting or, or what does your your workout regiment entail well this year you know there was we did some changes in my workout me and the Reds, and yeah, I have a trainer as well who uh, helps me out. But usually we just start off with some listing. And this past year, you know, in the past I would do a lot of uh, leg strengthening and stuff like that. And this past year all I did was plyometrics with my legs. You know, I think they were plenty strong, maybe even a little bit too big. So we just we want to get them back to being quick and uh, explosive, so we uh, cut back the weights and did a lot more explosive and agility drills and stuff, and then upper body, everything was the same. Just really twisted hard upper body, and then, you know, I really don't start throwing until right around Christmas time, and, and then I'll incorporate the hitting right at the same time and just get after it as far as that goes. You know, this year I I wanted to get a little bit back to being more more athletic, so we did a lot of football drills and played some basketball, did stuff like that, just to, you know, get get the athleticness back in me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do, do you set statistical goals for yourself for the season? You know, I've never really done that, and uh, I don't know. It's just I, I go out and I try to focus just day by day, and things will take care of themselves. You know, I go out and. Do what, I, do what I can do and play as hard as I can. And, you know, I, I'm not too worried about 
statistical goals right now. I'm just worried about getting better. You you talked about we talked about you know you said you're on track for where you want to be, climbing a level a year. Is it fair to say that you you you're not necessarily assuming, but you hope to start the year in Double A? Yeah, you know, I think I think that's definitely where I'm hoping to start. And you know, the red said, hey, you'll be competing for that job in Double A. Just come in with a good frame of mind and be in shape and ready to go and you know I think I did the best I can and I'm just looking forward to spring training and getting ready to get out there and get back on the field. Okay I'm going to hit you with some random minor league questions. Tell us about the best thing that you found about life in the minor leagues. Life in the minor well the best thing to tell you the truth uh, I'm not much of an early morning guy so uh Sleeping in, I'd say, was probably the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing about life in the minor leagues? Well, I'd say probably noon games in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about that. And, and probably some of the bus trips. The bus trips, too. You know, I've actually been pretty lucky with as far as travel. They, you know, we had a few that were pretty long, but most of them were four or five hours. But I guess next year, if I'm in double A, it'll be, it'll be about the worst as you can get. Yeah, Logan and Matt were both Logan uh, Parker and Matt Clinker were both saying that the the, the double A team has really got some some hellacious bus trips. Yeah, that's what that's what everybody says. So that's one thing I'm not looking forward to, but that's part of it. Yeah, you mentioned earlier how much Donnie Scott helped you when you were in Dayton, and that Joe Arold helped you last year, and I think you mentioned Joe Brown too. Um, how much of an advantage has it been for you to have a former catcher as your manager the last couple of years? Yeah, it's been great. You know, those guys before the game, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and you know, those guys were catchers, so they're going to want to do catching stuff. And you know, say I don't have a manager who's a catcher. Not that he can't do it, but, you know, those guys, they like doing it and they, they really enjoy going after it and, you know, working you hard. So it, it definitely helps being a younger guy and it has a lot of stuff to work on. You know, it's, I've been very, very fortunate. In my first year, you know, Pat Kelly was my manager for most of the year and he, he really helped me out. So, you know, it's it, it's all a work in progress and that's that's part of it, those guys really helping me out. I understand that the, that the organization has now brought on a, a catching coordinator. Have you heard that? Tell you the truth, uh, I, I really haven't. Oh, huh. I, I hope I hope that that's the case because it would seem. Like I, we... I, well, I don't know if you know Pat Kelly has been doing some of that in the past, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be him this year. I thought he was managing the. Uh, High A club. I can't remember the name of the guy. I heard he he's an ex scout. Oh really? Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you the truth, I'm, I I wouldn't know then. I'm not. I guess I must be out of the loop. I, I I can't believe that I'd know something that you wouldn't. But <laughs> anyway, going on here a little bit. You you talked about how you thought your defense really improved last year, and 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 I have to admit, you know, I'm just a fan. I don't. I'm not a scout or anything like that. And, and like I said, I saw you a lot in Dayton, and saw you a little bit last year. And, and there was a couple of things that struck me when I saw you. One is you've really filled out. You, you've, you're built like a man now. When you were in Dayton, you still seemed like a young, you know, a young man. 
And now when I saw you last year, you looked like you'd really filled out. Um, did you did you did you get a lot bigger between Dayton and Sarasota? It, it seemed like it from watching you play. You know, I think in uh, in Dayton, I was I think I was about two fifteen, two twenty area. And this past year, I played at right around two twenty five. And uh, since then, you know, during the off season, whenever I wasn't doing a lot, I gained a little bit. But you know, right now, I. I think I lost 15 pounds since I started working out and everything, which, you know, that's normal for the off-season for me the past couple of years. And it's, you know, it's a matter of getting a lot stronger. I think since I started working out, I can remember I added, like, you know, 100 pounds to my bench press or something like that. Yeah, you looked like you'd, you'd, looked like you'd really gotten bigger in the shoulders and across the back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's something that my uh, trainer uh, – Joe Martin really, uh, really emphasizes it, just, you know, shoulders and back and just getting getting a lot stronger in that area just because, you know, that controls everything as far as, you know, swinging. And that, that's where your power comes from, really. The other thing that I noticed in, in the little bit I got to see you last year was it really looked like you've gotten a lot better on balls that are down in the dirt. I mean, I can remember one game in particular that we saw down there in Sarasota last year where the pitchers were kind of struggling and throwing a lot of stuff in the dirt. And you weren't blocking the balls; you were actually catching the balls. Is, is balls down in the dirt something you work really hard on? Yeah, I think you know that's definitely part of the game as a catcher. And I think one thing that really helped me with that is uh, flexibility. Whenever I was in Dayton, you know, I I was always pretty flexible, but we really emphasized uh, flexibility last year and this year, and uh, I think it, it it really showed just because. You know, I got a lot better at that, and being flexible as a catcher is something that you know is a must-have. It's just it goes with the position. You really, you really, really got to be able to get down low and stretch and do all that stuff. So, I think it that that was the main thing that really helped me there. Okay, I'm going to close up by asking you about. I heard that Johnny Bench came looking for you in Sarasota. Yeah, actually, my first spring training. Uh, I, he was there for a couple of days and, you know, just doing, giving some instructions and talking to the guys and whatnot. And he, I was in minor league camp at the time and he sent somebody in for, to look for me and I met him out at the uh, batting cage. And, you know, that was just amazing just to finally meet him in person. And I consider him the greatest catcher of all time and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. So, you know, it was just, something that you dream about you know can, can you share a little bit with us of what he told you he uh he just looked at my gloves and told me told me how to break them in and just a couple little pointers you know that i never even thought about in my life at that time that i think really really helped me out as far as you know learning the right way to use a glove because you know in high school i really wouldn't need anything special i would just use whatever so I really didn't really know how to break in a glove and I think that that helped me as far as getting ready and you know just figuring some things out with with my mitt how how starstruck were you when you were standing there talking to him you know it all happened so fast that I really didn't get a chance to think about it <laughs> you're say, probably better off 
<laughs> right, no doubt. You know, later in the day, I, I'm like, man, that was really Johnny Bench. You know, it was just really, really special. Well, Devin, that's really about all we've got today, and I want to thank you very, very much for your time and, and, and wish you good luck in spring training out there in Arizona and good luck in the season, and I hope you're, we see you at Great American Ballpark soon and maybe we can even catch up sometime during the season. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much.